It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I... uh... I look over at my dad and I I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, a lot of good conversation about Luis Arise. Luis Arise, the Miami Marlins hitter who is hitting the ball a lot. He's closing in on 400 as we head into middle of June, heading into July. This guy is just a machine. Rich Hill was on our podcast uh, a couple months ago. He's obviously on the podcast today. You want to check that out because he was awesome. But asked him who the best hitter that he's ever seen was, and he said Luis Arise. He played with him in Minnesota. That was before that you had this run of Arise going after 400 right now. Right now... If you said, okay, this is the guy that you're confident about getting anybody out because that's what major league pitchers do. But if right now in the in the yeah. game that's being played, who is the guy you're saying, oh, man, I really wish this guy wasn't up right now? Who is the toughest guy like for you? Because it, not necessarily maybe even the best hitter, right? But the guy for you, like, there's like, oh. I know that this guy is mine oh, is going to yeah. work with me. Who is it? Yeah, uh, Louis Arise. Louis, Louis, Louis Arise. Yeah, unbelievable. Probably now I know this is, but the best hitter I've ever seen. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play with him in 2020, um, and I just immediately noticed this guy's competitiveness, his you know, give a crap, uh, his you know, level to be able to crank it up when the game started. Uh, played through some you know injuries, was able to. Now, I'm just saying that this is, in my opinion, what makes a complete major league player and why this guy is going to be very successful is because he cares. But also with that, his aptitude of learning is, is incredible, but his, his gift is basketball skill. Um, you know, I never, I haven't seen him get beat by a fastball, you know, a hundred and whatever. Who cares? It's it, his, he can, he can get the bat through the zone. The bat stays in the zone a long time 
and he has extremely quick hands and reflexes. So, uh, you know, when I think about guys that have the ability to, you know, change a game and or uh, keep the inning going, um, it's not that he's going to, you know, it's not a, he's not a big home run guy, but okay, he can put the ball in play. You know, he's going to go that left center uh, side of the field. He absolutely wears out and he has the speed to be able to get a double, you know, on a short, on a short, uh, a short ball hit into left center field. Um, and he, and he runs the bases. Well, anyway, so I just think I can't speak enough about him. I think he's, he's probably, um, the most underrated, one of the most underrated players, uh, in the game. Well, when, when, I mean, listen, I mean, you've faced a lot of guys and when you say this is the best hitter that I've ever seen, I mean, it's, I think it's, yeah. you articulated it because it's, this is what makes the best. It's not just a guy who's going to hit the ball out. It's not a, just a guy who's going to make contact. It also is a guy who's going to like have the right attitude, the right approach, paying attention, all of that. And I guess, yeah. and you were fortunate because you were, you got to play with him. So you got him to see that way, you, but yeah. you see him from the other hand, you get the scouting reports and everything. So I'll take your word for it. That's a good one though. That's a good one. I was not no, expecting that. He just shocked that he got traded to uh, Miami, but you know, Miami's win. Um, and, and I'm sure, you know, Minnesota got a great pitcher in return, but, Anyway, I just, those guys are, you know, I never uh, got a chance to, got to watch Tony Gwynn, uh, but never got to, to obviously uh, play with him. Um, but that type of ability is what Louie has. Um, and, you know, it's just something that when you see it, it's it's kind of like the crack of the crack of the ball off the bat when you, when you hear, hear a little bit of a different sound. Uh, mm. When you see this guy work and you see his ability, uh, and his, you know, it's, it's the showing up and, and wanting to get better every single day too. That, that is what, a. now I'm not saying guys don't have that. I'm just saying that he is that talented and he still has that drive. Mm. So when you have that and you have, you know, you have the talent and you have the drive. Now you have uh, a long-term player, in my opinion, you have a guy that's going to be around for another, you know, 10 years. And we could be talking about him, you know, uh, I don't know, possibly pushing the 3000 hit mark. I, I don't know where he is, you know, whatever. But yeah. my point is that his, 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 his drive for the game is, is extreme. I thought it was pretty good to get a guy who had won a batting title and that would have been Charlie Blackman. And in 2017, he won the batting title with the Colorado Rockies at 331. 331 won the batting title. And that's usually right around where the batting titles land or have been landing. And I understand there's been an adjustment and shifts and the batting average career, league batting average has gone up, so forth and so on. But still, to appreciate what Luis Arise is doing, I think you should listen to this clip from Charlie Blackman. We're going to play the whole podcast probably next week. But the, this is Charlie Blackman giving a great perspective of exactly how difficult and what a feat this is, what a Louis Arise is doing right now. You said about you wish you could have people see what you see in a batter's box. And it made me think of Arise, what Arise is doing right now. Um, you've had pretty good batting averages. You've done very well. What he's doing now, I don't know, like, from your perspective, where this rates in terms of accomplishment, or how you view this as someone who does sit in there in the batter's box and does know what it takes to have a batting average of 400. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think realistically, there's uh, 
15 guys hitting above 300, right? Yeah. And so he's a third better than the top 10 players in the world in, in, in the batting average category. So that's, I mean, for, for you to be like, oh, I wonder if he's going to hit 400. Like, that's not really what you should be asking. It's like, man, I, if, if he hits 350, that's going to be incredible. You know, like, I, I hope, I'd like to see it come down to the wire, but that's, I mean, that's, I mean, it's not really something where you can sit, sit back before it happens and say, oh, yeah, that's achievable. Like, you can't, like, the, this level of play is so good that we're talking, like, you know, just a hair here or there is what makes or breaks the difference. Like, it's 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 crazy to try and say, oh, like, this guy's going to be 30% better than the next best guy, you know, like, when a half a percent is a big move, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's pretty incredible what he's doing. It's in... I don't know. Obviously, there's the, the back and forth. Well, pitchers get information, hitters get information. But, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about it that this is the best pitching. Like, if we want to talk about velocity, talk to, to, to Daniel about this. I mean, when he was here, when Daniel was here in 2009, at the end of that year in 2009, there was less than half of how many guys have thrown 100 already this year. And so, like, what I'm saying is that, like, to do something like what we're talking about, or to do stuff that you're taught you that you've done seems like a bigger feat than ever. The game is being played better than it ever has before. No doubt in my mind. Now there's other great players from different eras who are way better than their peers. But the game that they were playing isn't as good as the game that you're seeing today. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, no disrespect to to those to to everyone before me. Um, but you can really only compare a player to their peers, right? And, right. and the next generation is going to be better than us, right? Like, and, and it's going to continue to get better and better and better as as kids specialize sooner, as physical training gets better, as we improve the technology in the game and, the, and learn more about psychology and development. Like, it's going to get better and better and better. Like, it, you know, like it just happens to be that I'm playing the best game right now. Of, <laughs> You know, in history, uh, you know, but but tomorrow it'll be better than it is today. That's why when I, I have Hall of Fame vote and when I do it, I look at and this is where I start top ten MVP votes because every era is different, right? And I'm not saying like I know it's a subjective thing MVP votes, but it shows a dominance in the era, I guess. Compared to your peers. Yes. Yeah, I'm not. This isn't like in the climate, you know, in the baseball climate. Yes. Of the time. And obviously, like in, in the late 90s, it was a whole thing. Like, that was the numbers are skewed. But Jim Rice here, you know, was yeah. he would play in a different time. and But that's how I start. I yeah, I think, and I think that's the best way to do it, right? Like, that's 100 times better than saying, oh, this is his war. Like, that's what a. Yeah. Don't just, don't even start a war. That's an awful stat. Um, but you know what? Having MVP votes, like having, like I know, I know how a lot of guys vote. They go immediately to war these well, days. But that's such a bad. I know. I'm not saying it's good. I'm know, just telling like you. Know. We've got 800 players in this league, and they all do something different and have a different skill set. So for you to hang one number around their neck and say that's what this player is, I mean, I think that's extremely short-sighted. And I think it's. I think if that's the case. Everybody should know exactly what's in war, how it's calculated, what the subjectivities are, what the park factors are, how much they're weighting the defense. And I think they've missed a lot of those uh, 
inputs yeah. and, and, and variables, uh, I think, are improperly weighted. No, I, I agree. I'm just, and I'm just saying, like, you know, what's your favorite stat? I like OPS. Do you? Okay. I like for offense. I like OPS. Okay. All right. Um, you know, ultimately, it's all about home runs and RBIs. You know that, right? Like that's that's what makes the world turn. But you know, yeah, those are sometimes a product of, of the situation you're in and the people around you and, and you know the division that you play. You know, like there's a lot of factors that go into that. But that's the meat and potatoes of baseball. But I do like if I'm looking for rate stats, which I really like, a little more predictive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the OPS. No. 